fifth episode where we're recapping the English Premier League uh, at the very least since football returned uh, due to the pandemic. My name is Anderson. I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm joined by my friends Frank and Shady. Uh, Frank is a Manchester United supporter and Shady's a Liverpool fan. And I'm also joined by my cousin Jonathan, who is a Chelsea fan. So we're here recapping match week 33 and 34. Uh, two weeks worth of games that uh, have been fairly uneventful. And I say that in reference to the Premier League table. Um, just Chelsea up in third, one point ahead of Leicester. And that's pretty much it. Uh, th- there hasn't been much shuffling going on. The race for Champions League football continues. We're waiting to hear back uh, uh, UEFA ruling on Manchester City's uh, potential European football ban, which if that turns out to be the case, Manchester United have nothing to worry about uh, as they're currently sitting in fifth, comfortably in fifth, six, point ahead of, six points ahead of Wolves. And uh, they'll be guaranteed a Champions League spot if Manchester City are indeed banned from the Champions League. So just to recap a couple of things, um, Chelsea uh, hold off Crystal Palace in a 3-2 victory, uh, and they move one point clear of Leicester to third place. Leicester City, uh, they seem to be picking up their form under Brendan Rodgers. Uh, Jamie Vardy scoring. He scored his 100th Premier League goal the other day, and then the goals just started flowing again. Uh, he's currently leading the race for the Golden Boot. Uh, we also have Manchester United continuing uh, their superb run of form. They've not lost in a very long time. Uh, we have uh, Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood is on fire. Their young talent from the academy. He's doing fantastic. Wolverhampton, on the other on the other hand, have been a bit poor. They have picked up zero points from a potential six, and it looks like that's all but dashed their hopes for Champions League football. They're six points behind Manchester United, and I don't think Manchester United are going to drop any points for the rest of the season, uh, which makes the top four race interesting. They lost 1-0 to Sheffield. Sheffield are also picking up form under Chris Wilder after a horrible start, after a horrible restart to the season, I should say. Uh, they beat Wolverhampton 1-0. Arsenal are also picking up form under Mikel Arteta. Um, they've picked up some pretty good, decent results, uh, including a draw with Leicester, uh, which... You know, Arsenal fans will feel hard done by after Nketia was uh, their young forward was sent off. He had just recently been subbed in and was sent off for a a very juvenile and and uh, innocent challenge on one of Leicester's players. And I should also add, uh, Vardy kicked the shit out of Mustafi <laughs> and avoided a red card. No VAR. VAR didn't review the incident. Uh, you know, just uh, Arsenal fans will he- will feel hard done by. But still, a very important result. And uh, as elsewhere in the league, uh, not too much to talk about. Everton draw with Southampton. West Ham lose to Burnley 1-0. Uh, West Ham under David Moyes, not looking great, if I'm honest. Uh, uh, maybe they'll stay up this season, but uh, I don't see how, how financially they're going to stay afloat. Or, you, you know, David Moyes is just not... The manager, I, I think he's finished. I, uh, you know, I I'm not I don't I'm not keen on having uh, David Moyes as a manager. I just don't I just don't rate him. I think uh, West Ham have been on the decline, and I actually like Manuel Pellegrini even more. Uh, but yeah, I think we've recapped most of it. Like I said, fairly uneventful. Manchester United on fire. 
um, Everton picking up points, uh, Arsenal picking up points. But other than that, not much to talk about. Uh, guys, uh, I want to hear from you guys. Any interesting games? Anything I might have missed? Any standout performances from these past two weeks? Um, so, notable games. I don't know. I think one of the most notable things that you know I saw was you know Arsenal coming back into form. Uh, I know the one-one with Leicester was you know was tough. The red card was a red card, even though it's you know controversial. I think when you go high, studs up on someone's knee, regardless if it was intentional or not, you you know you have to face consequences. And I think he you know it sucks that they were in control up one nil, but I think it's the right card. And I think it you know I turned I think it turned the game on its head. Um, Vardy, uh, I think he hit his hundredth goal. Uh, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think it was his hundredth goal in the Premier League. Yeah, he did. He did. He's, he um, broke his score his goal scoring drought. And, yeah, I mean that's that's good for them, because uh, they were they were floundering really badly. Uh, I think they their last game of the season against is against Manchester United, and that's pretty much going to decide if they're in the if they're going to be in the Champions League or not. Uh, like you said, Man City's ruling comes out on Monday, so it might not even matter. Uh, you have the top five places anyway, but just to be safe, I think Leicester need to, you know, build upon this draw. I mean, Arsenal have been ever since the I think they lost to uh, Brighton Brighton Hope Albion a couple weeks ago. They've been a lot better. Uh, they've been in Wolves. Wolves are a good team. I know they lost Sheffield United, but they're still a good team. Um, so I think if Leicester keep it up, they can still maintain a spot, but they have to like keep form. I think that's Man U's last difficult game, difficult game of the year. Uh, besides that, I think Chelsea are really shaky. Um, I know you guys are all Chelsea fans, and I'm sure you guys noticed yourselves uh, that game that they just played. You know it. In yeah. the end, they got pretty lucky. Yeah, very fortunate so. to, to get three points out of that. Exactly. I, so. think, I think we all know it, except Frank Lampard, if I'm honest. Look, I, I think Frank is trying to do is like the best he can with what he has. The problem is it's coming down to, you know, it's coming down to very minute details at this point. And sometimes those players like Mason Mount and Tim Abraham might not be able to cut it. You obviously got away with the win, but... William can't save you every game. Pulisic can't save you every game. And you're going to have a couple of hard games coming up soon. I know you play Liverpool in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm not saying Liverpool is like, you know, I, you know, you know, you know how I feel about Liverpool, but you make those mistakes against Liverpool, you're going to be punished. And then you have a hungry Salah, you have a hungry Mane, Salah's in the golden boot race. Liverpool still trying to break 100 points, which they are going to break. And Chelsea, you know, Chelsea will be in that way. So they, Chelsea got to clean their act up. Uh, Man City still, you know, an enigma. Lose 1-0 to, I think it was Southampton. Which you know makes no sense, and then went in five, then beat Newcastle five 0 So yeah, I forgot to mention that that was a, a notable game, not a significant result, but just uh, it's strange because Man City just came off a, a huge victory against it's Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Then they lose one 0 to Southampton. Typical Premier League fashion, though. This is why it's the best league in the world. I think uh, I think this season uh, Man City have lost more games than Arsenal, which is insane to even think of. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's Guardiola's worst season. Yeah, we've said that time yeah. and time again. I just so, want to point out too that in in this season alone, they lost more games than in the last two seasons combined. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That is. It's in, it's insane. Frank, our I'm not sure. Man. I'm not sure what the waveform is, but these are these are world class players. They shouldn't be a you know away stadiums, especially like Southampton or Norwich. I know they lost Norwich early in the year, like three two. You shouldn't be losing these kind of games. So uh, that's that's yeah, primarily the reason they lost the, the league. The, their back line has cost them. I think Fernandinho's been a superb servant to the club. But and I like him as center back sometimes, but him and Otamendi are just a nightmare. 
Uh, Otamendi, uh, I think he has to go this summer. I think it's uh, I think it's a wrap for him. Ever since the Valencia days, he's not been the same. He's too rash. He makes horrible decisions, and um, he just he isn't in the Pep Guardiola mold anymore. John true. Stones, I don't know. I feel like John Stones has been young for so long. Everyone's John, like he's John young. He'll John learn. John Stones is no. John Stones needs to. John Stones is a is a mid table player. I don't mm-hmm. like John Stones. So is Harry like Maguire, a, by the way. I feel like I, I, I was just about to say that. I feel like he's a, he's, a, he's the Manchester, Manchester City version of Harry Maguire. So yeah. Uh, Look, I'm not and, I'm not Van Dyke's biggest fan, but Van Dyke uh, is is way better. He's miles ahead of Maguire and John Stones. And yeah, I think Laporte deserves a better partner. I know they bought Jao Cancelo. He doesn't play at all. They definitely need another center back. The problem with center back is it's very like tight in the world right now. There's not too many uh, high end center backs. I know there's a uh, Upamecano. Blitz for RB Leipzig. He's a really good player. Uh, but he's going to be hard to get. Um, Koulibaly, obviously. But he'll be hard to get over from Napoli. And Manolas as well. Manolas is also there. Uh, Chris Smalling will be coming back to Man United. So he had a good year at Rome. Hopefully he can uh, slot back in next to Maguire or Lindelof. And we'll see how that goes. But I think the most notable thing from the weekend is uh, the teams at the lower end of the table, they don't look like they're ready to fight for survival. And for the most part, I think it's pretty much decided... Um, I don't see Bournemouth getting the wins they need. Watford, you know, they, they scrap it together. West Ham, West Ham, there's really four games left in the year, you know. West Ham just have to keep it tight for for two or three more games. But I think Villa are done. Norwich are definitely done. Bournemouth might have something to say about it, but I don't think they're going to do much. I think, if I'm being honest, I think that's how the, the bottom three ends this year uh, with Norwich, Villa, and Bournemouth. And the top four were probably Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, and United, um, and followed with Leicester at fifth. Leicester fifth? Okay, that's, that's a yeah. bold prediction. Um, Frank, any games uh, Any games that you feel we should discuss? Besides the uh, Amazing Man U game and Greenwood scoring five, uh, two goals against Bournemouth, I think the uh, Arsenal-Wolves game is pretty huge. In terms of the top four race, I, Arsenal closing the gap on Wolves. I believe they're behind just by two points, and I don't know what it's, what's happened to Wolves in the last two games. I mean, before this one as well, they they look like they're slipping, and it doesn't look like they're going to be getting into uh, Champions League position, which is a shame considering it was actually a pretty good if you're a neutral to really watch Wolves. Uh, yeah, it's exciting football. I agree. Uh, it, it's 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 brutal, right? They lost two games, and just like that, they can't. It looks like they won't qualify for Champions League anymore. I mean, there's still four games to go, so you never know. But, I mean, with the consistency of Man United right now, I guess their only hope is if Leicester but falls. If Chelsea, or, if Chelsea or Leicester slip. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, guys. So, shifting topics. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about this episode is the race for Golden Boot. It's led by Englishman Jamie Vardy. No Vardy, no party. Um, you know, quality striker up there in age blistering pace uh Leicester City's talisman uh he, he'd been a little bit sluggish since the restart but he seems to have recaptured his form uh and we also have Obama Yang pushing for the golden boot guys who's gonna take it and look I'll be honest with you Obama Yang should have this I should have at least 45 goals this season okay <laughs> Obama Yang misses so many chances <laughs> It should easily be his. It doesn't make any sense. But, but, looking at the stats right now, uh, Vardy has 22. I think 22 is a bunch, you know. Uh, because you have a bombing at 20 and you only have four games left. So, 
you have to get more than that. Hope Vardy doesn't score. I'd really like if Ings won it. I think he's uh, he's had a lot of trouble with injuries. I know when he, I don't know if he has a number. When he played for Burnley, he was he was fucking awesome. And I'm, I'm like Danny Ings, and, and for our listeners, Danny Ings has 19 goals this season. Yeah, he has 19 goals. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's tied with Mohamed Salah, so. So. Uh, I think Danny Ings deserves it. He's been through a lot of shits. Uh, when he got that move from Burnley to Liverpool, it was like his dream move. He's a huge Liverpool fan. Um, and then he tore his ACL, I think, one or two games in. Yeah, it didn't quite work into out. Into his it? game time. Sorry? It didn't work out for him. His dream moves to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it sucks because he was a good player. I think he scored a goal for against Everton. And, you know, when he scored the Merseyside Derby, that's a big deal. And then he tore his ACL right after that. So, I would like for Dan Ings to win it. Aubameyang should have already won it. He misses so <laughs> many chances. I mean, I could even, like, it's actually ridiculous how many chances he misses. Remember the uh, remember the game against Olympiacos in the, in the Europa League? Yeah, I remember that. When he just yeah, yeah, missed I, that 120, I, or was it 120 or, or 90? I don't even I think it was 120. Yeah. He was he, literally the easiest chance of the game. Earlier, he scored a bicycle kick. It makes no sense how this player misses these chances. I don't like Vardy personally. Uh, I think he's kind of overrated. He's very one-dimensional. What? He is obviously he scores. I think he's over- he scores the goals. All right, he scores the goals, but. I don't feel like there's any finesse or posi- or like or like any skill to his nah, game. He, he's really good in front of goal. He's really cool, calm, and collected. Frank, I want to hear from you. Uh, defend Vardy. <laughs> Vardy has scored 103 goals in the five years he's been in the Premier League. Yeah, Bro, stunning. Kane has yeah. scored like 150. Season. Uh, did you just bring up Kane? In the Premier League, like at age 20, he'd have 200 goals by now. More than Bro, that. Yeah, but he, he's wait, a he's a glorified Harry Kane. Oh my no no. No, Harry Kane is a glorified Jamie Vardy. Yeah, Harry Kane is a glorified Jamie Vardy. Yeah. I think if these guys were not English, they would not get the hype they deserve. They get right now. I agree. You get hype after twenty goals in a season. No, I agree. I agree with you, Shady. But um, I that, think, that, that's why I think that's Vardy's why I want... a good player. Look, I would have I would have liked Vardy to play for an Arsenal so I could actually see on a consistent basis. All right, he can't score three or four goals in one game and then be like. Yeah, you know, Vardy's nice. I mean, Vardy, Vardy went missing for like five games in the middle of the year, and it was up to, uh, it was up to Gray and Ian Nacho and to Ian put the Nacho, work on their back. Yeah. You know, Vardy is not but that, the consistent. That, that, that happens with all strikers. Yeah, but I don't know. I just don't. I, I look. I have I have a lot of issues with Vardy mainly because the hatch against Liverpool. I think in like twenty when they won their league. I'll I'll never forget the half volley over Minule's head. I sat there. I'm like, this is not fucking happening. This right now. Like, <laughs> Confessions of a, uh, of a also, Liverpool fan. Also, I don't know if you guys heard it. It happened a couple years ago. Uh, actually, what happened last year? Vardy's wife had some beef with Wayne Rooney's wife, and my boy Wayne Rooney. We don't we don't we don't like that up in uh up here. So what had happened was, I don't know. If, you guys know the story? I don't, but please entertain us. All right. So what had happened was. Uh, Rudy's wife was always po- she has this she has this private Instagram page where she like posts all her information like her secrets or that with a group of English player wives, so like Harry Maguire's girlfriend like Vardy's wife, uh, everyone's wife and everyone's wives and girlfriends, so someone was leaking all this information out, and she didn't know who was leaking it, so what she had done was she muted each one of the players in the group, uh, individually and posted a story. And to see who would leak the information, so she posted fake stories every other day. Uh, I think for like three or four months. I don't know. I don't know the time period, but she—that's what she did. She posted fake stories, and then the one story that got leaked was the one that was shown to Vardy's wife. So there was this huge issue with between Wayne Rooney and Vardy, and then uh, Rooney's wife and Vardy's wife. And she was called out. It was huge drama in England, and it, it became like a huge scene. 
And uh, yeah, I think uh. So, so shady, what you're telling us is Vardy's wife is gonna win the golden boot. <laughs> what I'm saying is, Vardy and his wife ain't shit. Oh, I see. So you got you. Wow, shady. And I gave you props last episode for uh for being so you know uh so I guess like stoic and and a stalwart of of, of journalism and. And you're reporting on English football, but you're this being, is, you're, this you're is, being really biased this, against Vardy. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm not being biased. I'm not being biased. I'm looking at it from all angles. All right. You're I have to look at the personal and the and the personal and the professional. You're looking at just the angle where Vardy chipped Mignolet. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Frank. Frank. Um, he didn't chip him. I was a half volley. It was, it was very technical. <laughs> uh, Frank, let's hear from you. Your take on the Golden Boot race. Uh, I think Vardy's gonna win it. He's definitely gonna score at least two or three more goals in the last four games, unless um, Marcus Rashford and you know Anthony Martial could score another ten. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, but but I know. But uh, you you're a Manchester United fan, so of course you'd like to see it go to a Manchester United player. Um, what about Aubameyang challenging Vardy or even no, Danny Ings? He's definitely. I mean, Danny Ings could possibly challenge, but again, you still have four games to go. I don't see. Unless Vardy gets injured, anyone surpassing him at the moment. And unless Aubameyang gets a hat-trick, he's too inconsistent in front of the goal. Exactly. Like is that. He's just he's too sloppy. So, so, there's not... So, basically, you guys think it's it's done, right? Vardy is... I don't think it's done, but I think it's going to be very hard at this point. Like, Salah could still get it. Liverpool have a couple games against Arsenal and Chelsea where I think Arsenal will let in a couple goals. Chelsea might let in a couple goals. Uh, I think we play Burnley this week, if I'm correct. Um, I'm not sure, but then, but then, I don't know. You just have to hope Vardy doesn't score goals. It all, it all hinges on him. Um, and they have a couple of straightforward games coming up too. But if Vardy doesn't score goals, it's wide open. But I'm sure he'll get like another, like Frank said, like another two or three goals. So it'll be tough. Right, right. I see. And uh, well, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, we're missing. In this list, we're missing the likes of Aguero. He has 16 goals, but he's out for the rest of the season injured. Uh, Harry Kane has only 13 goals. And no, it's not Jose Mourinho's fault. <laughs> um, Bro, don't uh, even start that conversation with yeah, that. Right. Jose, because Jose starts putting out stats. I had Zlatan, I had Eto'o, I had Diego Melito. Bro, like, we all know they're nice players. Like, <laughs> you didn't make Diego Melito. You didn't make Samuel Eto'o. You didn't make Zlatan. They scored 40, 50 goals because they're nice players. He made Didier Drogba. Okay, he got he, yeah, he, the the year Didier Drogba came from Marseille. He had like thirty five goals that season. He didn't make anything. Okay, whatever, whatever, <laughs> Mourinho hater. Um, I'm not. I actually like Mourinho. I was I was hoping he come to Liverpool before Klopp. Thank God that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> in hindsight. And hi, yeah, you know, I have have the benefit of hindsight right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Mourinho. I think he's. I think the game has gone past him now. He's more about blaming others than um and 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 perhaps mistakes. and perhaps we can save that we can have an analysis Mourinho on on future episodes. But while sure. we're talking about managers, who is your manager of the season and why? Uh, uh, I think mine would have to be Jurgen Klopp. Um, I mean not I'm a Liverpool. You know fan, what? Let I me let me rephrase that. Once you amass. I know. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. All right, because guys, I mean, like we were having this conversation off-air for our listeners, and, and, you know, it's pretty obvious it's going to go to Jurgen Klopp. He's had a fantastic season with Liverpool, even if it took him, what, four or five years to finally win a trophy, to win the Premier League. Here we go. But, hey, Mourinho doesn't have that time. Mourinho didn't get that time at uh, at uh, at Manchester United, and he showed up. Bro, he got two years with Paul Pogba in midfield. Paul Pogba was busy dabbing 
and and dancing, and and, and you know just and and hitting and hitting half volleys from half field, right? Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, anyway, so so shady, your runner up for manager of the season. I know it can't be okay. it can't be Jurgen Klopp or Guardiola, right? Those okay. Two. Uh, I think Nuno Esperte. Uh, if that, if that's how you say his last name, the Wolverhampton Wanderers yeah, manager. Espiritu Santo. Yeah, I don't. I, I get it. Yeah, it, it's the hard. It's not easy for any Egyptian. It's like a Spanish name. It's Portuguese, but yeah. Bro, I'm trying my best. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Valiant effort. Uh, Nuno, yeah, Nuno. Yeah. I think he. Uh, I think he should receive it. Uh, Wolves is a good team. I think he's done a good job of recruiting too. You have to realize that um, Adama Traore played. I know he played for Middlesbrough, but before that, he was a Barcelona youth academy player. Yeah, and yeah. he's a he's a talented player, you know, and not too many people have been able to unlock that potential. Even Barcelona want to buy him back now. I think being able to use him and Raul Jimenez pretty well, and Connor Cody was an old Liverpool academy player too. These are these were washed up players. They no one wanted these players. And uh, the fact uh, that yeah. he's taken them and made them into world class because like. If you want to talk about Real Jimenez going to Manchester United as a striker or Real Madrid as a striker, yeah, I, I touched upon you that know? actually earlier in our earlier episodes. And, and Frank, uh, Frank, I want to I want to bring it to you. Uh, do you think Nuno is uh, is the manager of the season? No, I don't think so. I mean, they're doing pretty great, but I think it's more amazing what Chris Wilder has done with Sheffield United. But but Fra- but Frank, let, let, not, let me stop you there, Frank. Uh, I haven't I haven't cast my vote yet. But I like to, I do like Nuno as a contender, just because um, I mean two seasons in a row they they might they might they're gonna be European football Europa League two seasons in a row. I mean we're not talking and about bro, the season now we're talking about. Let me let me uh, let me let me present it. They're they're still in the Europa League and they have a pretty good chance of winning the whole Europa League. That means they'll be in the Champions League next year if they win the Europa League. So it, they don't have to finish in the top four spots to get the Champions League if they. If they just close out the season well and win the Europa League, they're in the Champions League. And then let's see what he does with the, the players he'll get. Good point, but <laughs> there's no guarantees. Uh, look, it's it's two legs, okay? You don't know what's going to happen. Uh, that's why Liverpool have always been so good in two-legged competitions uh, because there's the, the, the biggest problem Liverpool had for the longest time was maintaining consistency over 38 games. The good thing about knockout games is you only have to be consistent for two games every two weeks. So, yes, Man U are better. Wolves are also a good team. And if they do draw each other in the semifinal or the final, it'll be a good matchup. But I'm saying, what I'm saying is, Wolves have a chance to cap off an amazing season. I think Nuno has a big part to play in that. Uh, and I do agree with you, Chris Wilder's. Yeah. Uh, is a great is a great pick as well. Sheffield United should not be this high up on the table with 51 uh, or 52 uh, points. Frank, Frank, talk to me about Chris Wilder. Uh, what do you like about him and what do you like about his side? Well, he plays a different kind of dynamic football. I don't think anyone else has adapted to. He uses his center backs to attack. And it, they're they're sitting seventh. They're sitting a point behind Wolves, seven points from United, and they might not get into Champions League. They could try to push into Europe, but um, they don't have the kind of budget that Wolves have. I mean, yeah, Wolves are not a top four team at the moment. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this. I have to press you a little bit on on Sheffield. You know, they they. I mean, I I like them. You know, they're like this this small club, and and they're they're battling it with the big boys, but. Uh, don't you find their football, their brand of football, Chris Wilder's brand of football, very English, very boring, very unorganized? You know, you've got your typical target man. You just punt the ball upfield and hope for the best. Or, or, or do you genuinely think they play attractive, attacking, free-flowing football, and they're there by their own merit? I mean, if the football was predictable, they wouldn't be this high up on the table. Fair enough. 
Fair and, enough. I mean, they do have a pretty good attacking um, plays. The biggest problem is that the striker isn't scoring all their goals, but their goals come from their center backs. Their goals come from their midfield, and that's something that seems to have an adapted. I, I, I like Billy Sharp. I like Billy Sharp. He's he's kind of like their own Vardy. I know he I know he doesn't score nearly as many goals, but I like him. He he's a he's you know a, a really uh, industrial English forward. And uh, I'll I'll be casting my pick now, my vote, and uh, it it should you know it's really only one choice, right? Uh, it's not Jurgen Klopp, it's not Pep Guardiola, but it's the tactical genius that is Frank Lampard. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm That's not kidding. biased I'm, at all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I hate I hate I just I have a huge problem with Lampard, but I'm not gonna talk about that now. Um, I want to give a shout out to Brendan Rodgers. Brent, I like that. I, mean, I, ha- I have to. I have to. Yeah, in Sky Sports, I forgot who it was. It might have been Jamie Redknapp who said, uh, uh, if Steven Gerrard doesn't slip and Brendan Rodgers wins the Premier League with Liverpool, uh, he'd be managing Barcelona or Real Madrid right now. And I 100% believe that. 100%. I'm going to have to uh, refute no. that claim right now because that year when we were, when we were the Stevie G slip away, that team was carried by Luis Suarez from from I, the from the, from the start to the end. All right, Brendan Rodgers rode on the coattails. I like look. I like Brendan Rodgers. I think he's a good person. But you saw right away when when Suarez left and we signed Ricky Lambert and we signed all these guys. They Mario Balotelli, Fabio Berini. That is look, not that is not Brendan Rodgers. That's fault. that's on his recruiting abilities. All right, you want a coach who can bring you the best players. You can't lose your best player and then fill him in with five other players for fifteen million. You know that's on that's on him. That's you can't you can't finish second place with that kind of like team. You, I'll give you one thing. You can't have Steven Gerrard's last game be a six-one loss to Stoke City. <laughs> that just that doesn't make sense. That's Steven Gerrard. This is that's Liverpool. Okay, I think he lost the plot. Liverpool and... has been poor for thirty years up until now, up until last season. Look, a six-one Liv- loss to Stoke City, like. Yeah, but when you when you're saying about how he's gonna go to Barcelona, or Real Madrid, if he wins the, he's not going to any one of those teams. That Suarez will that team. We were winning games four three five four, tying four four. He had no defensive. You could look. Let me tell you. I'll give you an example. You could tell that he was out of out of his depth in, with the coaching. When you when you watch his European um, when you watch his European when you watch the European games for Liverpool. When you play against Besiktas, we lost. When we played against Zenit, we lost. We lost to every team in Europe. We never made it past the round of sixteen. We got knocked out of the group stages. I, th- I think I think he knows. I think he knows better now. I think uh, maybe Luis Suarez did carry him, but I think he knows better now. He first of all, he had Swansea playing like Barcelona. All right, he he. I, I mean, he did not. He did not. Okay. What what happened to Joe Allen? I look. I love Joe Allen, but I Joe Allen was Joe. no was no Welsh job. Xavi, yeah, you remember those comments? <laughs> yeah. He was not. It he has, was not a Welsh job. It has not aged right? well. So. <laughs> I think Benjamin Rogers is a good manager. I think he's he's good with a team like Leicester City. Uh, he's good with a team like Swansea City. You know, mid table, upper upper mid table. Because I think Swansea finished in seventh or sixth that year. I can't remember exactly. Um, like Leicester, like you know, he but he can't handle the egos and the personalities. Okay. That that's that's not. I don't I don't think that's maybe his fault. I mean, you could say the same thing about Jose Mourinho, right? Yeah, but Jose but Jose has a track record of handling Drogba. Balak, Essien, you know, Michael Lilly has all these all right. players that he, he has experience with. I think Rogers' biggest problem is 
He's only had Luis Suarez, and Luis Suarez was... I love Luis Suarez. He was one of the most undisciplined players <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, no, I hate him. Okay? He was going around biting people, and he did it multiple times. I defended it. You know, I, I, I you know, I turned my head. I'm like, no, I didn't see a bite. He was, just, he was sneezing. <laughs> He's a madman. You know? <laughs> so, um, I think when you, I mean, you see it. You see when Luis Suarez bits Chiellini in the World Cup. If you're a top tier manager, you make sure your players are on their shit. And if they're not, I mean, yeah, look at Jurgen Klopp. Sacco was a good player for Liverpool. He showed up to la- he showed up late to practice one time. And they sent him home from the, from the U.S. tour. Brendan Rodgers doesn't have that backbone. Suarez could have killed someone. And Brendan Rodgers would have clapped for him and said, oh, we have a lot of character. You know? I, I th- That's the problem. I don't think, right. he's, I don't think he's a top-tier manager. I, I get I that. Understand. You, can't comp- you can't compare past Brendan Rodgers to this season, Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. Okay, right. so, let me ask you a, yeah. so let me ask you a question. Oh, just one question. If he were to coach Arsenal, do you think they'd be in a better spot than they are now? Right now? Yeah. No. Because the board of Arsenal garbage. No, no. I, I think I think he'd have more of an idea than Mikel Arteta. And maybe he doesn't have a strong backbone, but he'd probably put Mesut Ozil in for a couple of games. Right? I mean... Yeah, but that's, that's what he is. Though. He's, like, he's like, let's score more than them. And that works to an extent. It's not going to work every time. I mean, I guess you say that too, but they also have the second best defensive record in the league. After losing Harry Maguire. Oh, it's not like, like Harry Maguire is a staple in the defense. No, I mean it's a fantastic bit of business, uh, for for Leicester. Oh no, they no they no they rob Man U. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm hoping they well, from a neutral standpoint, from a a sports analysis standpoint, uh, I hope they reinvest that money, and which hopefully Brendan Rodgers gets it right this time. But I feel like at the time. Also, uh, one, how, how also, Mario also one thing I wanna I wanna yeah. I wanna bring light to one thing, the owner of Leicester City passed away this year in a tragic helicopter accident. These players have been playing for them, for that man, this entire season. Let's see how they play next year. year. Was that last year? Yeah. All right, cut that out. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> we have, we have... Shady, no, you can keep it, you can keep uh, it. Unreliable, unre- 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 <laughs> unreliable reporting from Shady Al-Bakri. He's got bro, his ears mixed up. We're gonna, I'm not in a second. Bro, 2020 has been a long year, yeah. my guy. I don't know, to, I don't know. <laughs> we have to apologize, right? We just, we're spending four months, we're still yeah, counting, sure in quarantine. January of last yeah. year. We don't know what year it is, all right? That's fair enough, okay? Bro, I, I literally did not realize that 2019 was so far ago. I've, it's, it's, it's actually ridiculous how no, long we've been I, in quarantine I, and I, 2020 has been. I thought this is 1990 and Liverpool won the league for the last time. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Chelsea, at least, look. At least we have a history. At least when you go, oh, uh, I've God. never been to Anfield myself. But at least when you, oh my wait, God, least, I can't believe I, you just confessed that on a podcast. At least, at least when we, when I watch Liverpool game, I feel like I'm part of something. <laughs> I don't even know what Chelsea stands for. I don't, you always post these random letters in order the, on the, the pride, on of, the pride like of London. KFTBW. I'm keep, like, what the keep fuck the is he saying? Flag flying high. Isn't That's the most Arsenal cheesy. The Ooh. Excuse me, Frank. Arsene Wenger sure built that palace. Cabinet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's it? YNWA? You'll never walk alone, baby. And we got a song. You guys are walking alone. Everyone's at home. Coronavirus, all right? You guys couldn't Yo. celebrate your, your Premier League title in front of your Cheesiest fans. joke of the year goes to <laughs> Anderson Calderon and his. Uh, I don't know. Frank. Look. Go, go ahead, Shady. What were you going to say? No, I'm just saying, like, uh, Leicester City. Look, there's two things I want. There's two things I want to want to mention real quick. Uh, Frank had just mentioned Sheffield United and their season, which is you know it's a great season. 
But we've seen this multiple times before, where a team that comes up from the from the championship has an incredible first year. You, know, you saw with Hull City, you saw with Swansea City, you saw with Bournemouth. You saw, I think you, I think Burnley a couple years ago before they got relegated and came back up. These teams have these one season wonders where they're still on the adrenaline pump and still on the rush, and then the next year they flounder and they completely suck, and then they and then a relegation dogfight. So I think before, I mean, obviously the managers had, a, Chris Waller's done a great job this year, but I'd like to see one more year of the management and the style of play that he's had um, before we can actually cement yeah. him as a good I, manager. I, I don't, I don't want to pass judgment on uh, on Chris Wilder just yet, but it looks yeah. like it looks like uh, we can't really reach an agreement on an, a man on a manager. My vote was Brendan Rodgers. Frank voted for Chris Wilder, and Shady, you voted for Nuno Spiritu Santo for. All right, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. If there was a round robin with all three teams, who would win? During at this very moment in time. Well, Sheffield just beat Wolverhampton. Okay. And uh, and I and I fancy Leicester to beat both of them. So. You fancy Leicester to beat them when they can't beat Arsenal? Oh, man, you're mate. Wolverhampton have zero points out of they. They've not won their last two matches. So, and they're the kind of team that are gonna get beaten down instead of responding. All right. Let me ask you another question then. Okay. Yeah, I know the uh, Leicester probably has the best shot of winning it all. When this season ends, who's gonna be who's gonna be the happiest with their season? Sheffield. Uh, if it play if it plays out in Europa League and well, if, if, Premier if, League. If, if no, if Leicester make Champions League football, they they're gonna I think they're gonna be happier than than Sheffield. I think Wolverhampton are gonna be the most disappointed because. Do you think Man City will, will get banned? Yeah. Uh, for a year, yeah. Well, uh, not to be too controversial, but they're not a Spanish club, so which means they <laughs> which means they don't have FIFA in their pockets. So uh, <laughs> I think they will get banned. Look, the longer this is gone with the whole Man City banning thing, the longer the the more I think it's not going to happen. I mean, the, well, the, the, the sport of um the court of the court of. Arbitration for sport, right. so I mean, it's it's it it takes a long process anyway. It usually, it takes. It really comes out Monday, right? July fifteenth. Uh, that's a Wednesday, I believe. July Wednesday. 15th. Yeah. So. I don't know. Pep was talking about how he feels confident. I know. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Gonna he's gonna be real confident when he gets relegated to the championship. <laughs> 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 okay, guys. So now we're gonna shift focus. Uh, to, to um, the match. Matches coming up for match week 35. Uh, uh, Frank, you highlighted Sheffield and Chelsea. Huge, huge game. Uh, predictions for that one, guys? Um, I'm going to have to say probably a draw. I don't think uh, Chelsea, Chelsea draw been... all that often. They either win last minute or lose last minute. I, last I think Sheffield's, Sheffield's good defensively, and I don't think Chelsea are that good away from home uh, when they have to actually press themselves. They don't have that creativity for midfield, so if Pulisic obviously is a well, is a big factor. Mateo Kovacic has been declared fit for that game, so he'll be a huge boost. Okay, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think it's I think it'll I think I'll probably end up in a draw. Chelsea been not that great recently. I know they beat Man City, but besides that, they've been pretty shaky. Uh, I mean, you saw it at West Ham, so and Sheffield's a better team than West Ham. I think that one probably ended a draw. Uh, Chelsea might do their late, but I think it's more likely to be a draw than not. Frank, your take? Sorry. I think it's in a nil-nil. 
Sheffield, Chelsea, no no. You think Chelsea's back line can keep a clean sheet? <laughs> I don't not. think Sheffield I don't think Sheffield's offense can score. Fair enough. we also have um Wolverhampton receive Everton at the Molyneux. Uh I guess I don't know. I, I it, Honestly? Yeah. What do you think? I think Everton steals this. Yeah, me too. I think Carlo's been a you know a revelation for them. Yeah, I think Carlo Ancelotti will well just outsmart Nuno. Where 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 are Everton on the table by the way? Everton 11th? are in eleventh with forty five points. They can uh if they win the next couple of games they can hop up to like top half maybe seven or eight. So. I know, but they drew with with Southampton. You know games they should be winning, but uh, Ancelotti will have a bit of time to work on that for next season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Frank, what are your thoughts? Wolves and gonna... another draw. It's gonna be two two. It's gonna be tight. You said two two. Yeah, oh, we give the scores yeah, now. Oh, we get yeah. Are we gonna okay? So, ah, we'll do scores. Uh, for Sheffield, you said no no right? I think it'll be one one. Um, dude, I'm not very good at predicting, but it's Sheffield and Chelsea. Of course, I want Chelsea to win. I'm gonna go and say, Chelsea are gonna win two one. They're gonna be Sheffield two okay. one. Uh, Wolverhampton and Everton. You're, uh, what did you predict, Shady? I think Everton win two 0 And you predicted two two, Frank. Um, I predict uh one all for Wolverhampton and Everton. Okay. Uh, th- then another pretty big game is Tottenham and Arsenal, North London derby. This pretty much decides Champions League spots. No, I don't. None of them are. Neither of them are gonna make a Champions. I mean, whoever loses is guaranteed out. The other one who wins has a better shot, obviously, to make it in. Arsenal have 50 points. Leicester have 59. Uh, it's tight as fuck, actually. Um, no, it's, that's pretty much a wrap. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, so I'll go first. I'll say uh, it, it pains me to say this, but I think Mikel Arteta is going to beat Tottenham. He's going to beat Jose Mourinho's men. No. Uh, by how much? I don't know. Maybe 2-1, 1-0, or even 2-0, because Tottenham at the, at the moment can't score or defend. So that's my take. Frank, what do you think? I think 2-1 Tottenham. Harry Kane's going to score two goals, and you're going to see, what's his name, uh, Nketiah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's suspended, right? He's suspended, yeah. Arsenal are going to find some way to score a goal. I mean, they're not going to leave empty hand. Well, they do have Aubameyang, so... Mourinho are going to they're gonna play extremely defensive and just play on the break. That's true. This is this is a setup right. for Mourinho Masterclass. Shady, what are your thoughts? I think it's going to be... I mean, the last couple London derbies... Between Arsenal and Spurs have been high scoring. Um, I want to say two two, or three three. Uh, that's gonna be a draw. You know, Arsenal's defense is actually trash, so <laughs> they uh and Spurs really can't score. So I, I don't really know how that works. <laughs> but I don't know if you guys, I don't know how often you guys play FIFA. But do you believe EA had the fucking audacity? To give David Luiz a pretty much a pseudo team of the year card. I'm like, what has this man done really? for the past three years to, to warrant this card? David Luiz on team of the year. <laughs> Bro, I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like people just don't watch soccer as much as we do anymore. So like, they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Give them, give them whatever they want. That... Wow. And David Luiz got a new contract too. Like, I don't understand. How this stuff keeps happening. It's Arsenal. Luis makes two mistakes. It's Arsenal. Hey, bro. Get a, get a one-year extension. So, That's I think Arsenal it's 3-3. Three, three. I, mean, I think Hurricane probably... Sc- I think Hurricane scores a penalty. You know, you know the, the casual Hurricane goal. <laughs> and then everyone everyone lauds him as a world-class striker. And Aubameyang puts a couple. I think he probably ties Vardy. And then it goes from then on 
from the rest of the season between those two. Shady, your your imagination is a little bit too wild. Um, the <laughs> uh, uh, okay. hey bro, really quickly, guys. Uh, last two games, just Bournemouth, Leicester. Bournemouth received Leicester. What are your thoughts on it? I think it. I think Bournemouth are gonna make it difficult for Leicester. Uh, I'm thinking nil nil. Bournemouth's 18th. Yeah, Bournemouth probably gonna keep it tight. They need. They need to keep it tight. They probably. If Bournemouth don't get a girl goal early, they're gonna probably. Probably tie nil nil, like you said. Yeah, Frank. I think Leicester's gonna win one nil. Vardy's gonna, you know, do one of the classic Vardy goals, <laughs> pass the back line and score. Okay, and then the last game for for the match week, uh, it's Manchester United and Southampton. So we know it's definitely gonna finish at least one nil. So we're really uh, not gonna discuss Liverpool Burnley. VAR. Uh, are you serious, Shady? <laughs> uh, so we know VAR is gonna give Manchester United at least one penalty, possibly. You two. want you want to hear a crazy stat I saw today? Sure. Um, I'll let me pull it off for you actually. Because I did not believe it when I first saw it. Is it something about Manchester United and their penalties? Yes. I know. Man, Man United have had 18 penalties this season. It's disgusting. Arsenal have had 17 penalties in the last six years. Disgusting. It's because they don't have to get in the box. That's also false. Are you serious right now, Frank? <laughs> Garbage can. <laughs> so, was that, so was that Bruno penalty a penalty? No, it was not a penalty. Shit, let's they talk about that. I don't understand how VAR gets decisions wrong. I don't either. Because it's all subjective, man. No, I, actually, I was told, um, no, not, I was told, I, I had overheard from commentators that uh, they, they're thinking that VAR was not looking at the ref's decision of whether it was a foul or not, but VAR was looking at whether it was inside the box or not, which is just as stupid, but makes a little bit more sense um, if you think about the call that was made. VAR, yeah, they so- literally... Made it a shambles this year in the Premier League. It's yeah, been it's ridiculous. Just, it's been shambolic. But but all right. But back to the game. Manchester United, Southampton. I think Manchester United are gonna win five nil easily. Five or four nil. They can't stop scoring shady. They can't stop unless oh. Bruno Fernandez breaks. His Southampton side. is much better than Bournemouth. Okay. <laughs> okay. I look, man. You are playing good, but we also have to look at the opposition. People keep forgetting who they're playing. You know, they're beating Brighton Hove Albion. They're beating Bournemouth. They're beating Norwich City. Yeah, three, four, five, no. When I get that, that's impressive. Mason Greenwood is a god. I love Mason Greenwood. You know, Marcio's a good player. Pogba's back. Fumir Fernandes is a good player. Let's see how they do against Leicester City game week 38. And then we can look to next year and see what's going Because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is, a is getting... He's, he's a fraud. <laughs> One. Okay. And two... He's, he always gets exposed in the bigger games. Man City have well, not helped my conversation. Man City, I'm going to say, Man City have not, do not help my arguments. I know. But <laughs> he is a fraud. He is a fraud. <laughs> and a Chelsea fraud. also do not help my argument. But I will die on this hill. I know. <laughs> he did yeah, the double. That backwards. <laughs> Beating the top six teams pretty a lot this year. We tied against Liverpool. We just can't beat the smaller teams. Bro, you didn't do anything against Liverpool. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm so mad Ole did the double on Guardiola and Lampard. Like, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> like, you'd think this guy's won, like, Bro, five he's really Champions bad. He's back a bad the quadruple on Chelsea. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. And the FA Cup. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, will, I will. Yo, I love that. I, I will ask for him to be sacked. I refuse to be disrespected by <laughs> a super sub gym coach. <laughs> no, Frank, what are your thoughts on Manchester United and Southampton? Five now. Oh, you think 5-0 too, right? Oh, we're really guessing it now. Yeah, no, I, I think, think it's fine. I think you guys win 2-1. Oh, 
Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, what? Why, 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 why don't you put a Bruno Fernandez penalty in there as well? That's and, 3-1. And, and a Bruno Fernandez assist. 4-1. No, and a, and a, a De Gea flying save, but then a De Gea threw his legs goal. 5-1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So, we'll be back next week to revisit uh, to revisit our predictions. We'll see who got it right and who got it wrong. And hopefully, right. uh, just a couple of exciting matches to recap. Thank you for listening to Spin Yankees on the Prem. Until next time.